The One Micronesia podcast is brought to you by Docomo Pacific. Better together. Hafadei, Mogathin, Raranim, and welcome back to the One Micronesia podcast. Now, in this episode, I told you guys that I would go one-on-one with the athletes that represented the FSM, and this would be our last athlete. We talked to uh, we talked to Tayana uh, in the first uh, episode, uh, in, in in one episode. I talked with uh, Scott in studio. That was such a great uh, time having to go one-on-one and not being you know through virtually with with uh, with a um, interviewee. And then now because I wanted to do a one-on-one but he's still um he's not here on guam so of course we had to uh turn back into the zoom and and turn it on and keep this uh podcast going so ladies and gentlemen with me today is your fsm swimmer olympian uh who is currently in uh thailand if i'm correct so ladies and gentlemen with me on the podcast here i do have tasi limtiako welcome to the podcast my bro thank you thank you thank you for having me (laughs) um so Right now, where are you currently in Thailand? Oh, right now I'm in Phuket, Thailand. Um, at tiny, at, I train at the Tiny Apura Sports uh, Sports Hotel, mm-hmm. and all, basically, yeah, all my training is based here. Nice. And then you said that um, how long is have you been there, and how long do you have um, to train for? Yeah, I've been here since twenty beginning of twenty nineteen. So oh. almost uh, like a little bit over two. I, oh, yeah, two years. A little bit over two years now. Wow. How yeah. how are you loving it? How are you loving the training process and everything? Oh man. Um our our coach um we, so we have we had two different coaches, the um Miguel Lopez and Alexander Tikhanov. And one of them is Spanish, one of them is Russian. So they have really like a lot of different things to bring to the table. And so um their program their program was a lot different than what I'm used to. Uh, a lot more like distance work. Um, you know, we were in the pool like 10 um sorry. 10 sessions a week. Wow. So yeah, it was really tough, but I, you know, I, I loved it. Like I, it was, it was, it was thrilling to be here. <laughs> All right. Now uh, let's answer this part because I think one of the, the, the main uh, talks when they first introduced you guys, and especially when it came to you was who is this guy? Last name, Limtiako. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about your story a little bit. Tell the people what you told me off the camera. Yeah. So my dad is actually from Guam. Uh, Rob Limtiako and my mom is from Poloat, the one of the outer islands of Chuk. And I was born in Poloat and I was raised on Guam. So I'm half half tomorrow, half uh, you know, half half uh, Poloatese, I guess you'd say. <laughs> wow, and that's awesome. So talk about you know, <laughs> this is an island boy who grew up in the water and still is in the water every time. So I think what you're doing, people are like, yeah, that's, that's easy money. That was so easy for us to, to see him, you know, go into that sport because hey, we're all Islanders. We all, we all can swim. And when you're doing it at a very competitive uh, level, the world stage, that's so crazy. Um, well, actually, I, I obviously being born on an Island, like you said, I, I grew up around the water and I just, I, I loved it. My dad took me down to a Ghana pool one day just to you know just to see how i would like it and i guess i guess i showed <laughs> a lot of interest in it right away and just especially being a, um our first apartment was actually near the water so i think um like beachside so my dad figured if i'm gonna be in the pool all the time it might be safer to have me you know <laughs> be proficient at swimming <laughs> and so yeah he just took me down that one day when i was six and i just it just kind of took off from there um wow. just continued with it yeah. Wow. And uh let's talk about the first time you ever competed. 
the first time I competed, I think it was around like seven or eight years old. Um, I was, I forgot what event I was doing, but I just, I just remember as soon as uh, my teammates, I heard my teammates and the other parents like um, kind of was, uh, cheering me on. I don't know. It, it, it kind of just recreated a really great thrill for me. And I, I've, I've loved that feeling. Uh, like just the, the, just the feeling of racing. Um, and that's, that's kind of what drove me to this point, I guess, just to keep going. Wow. Just bring it everything. Yeah. And in a, and guess what? If you stopped, you would have never made it to the pool and the world stage. You share pretty much the waters with some of the greatest who in the sports. So I think that is something to, to tell you that, Hey, good thing. You did not give up, you know, back in the day and you kept going, you pushed. So that's awesome. So let's talk about some of the competitions that, that, that you've been in, uh, not including the Tokyo 2020. Yeah. Um, so I think, the one of the biggest well the first one that i started out with not started out with but one of the more recent one was in 2018 the in hangzhou china um that was the short course world championships and then after that i also competed in Oce the oceanic swimming championships in uh papua new guinea and then also oh where is it um single the singapore championships as well the the kazan swimming world cup and the fina fina guangju uh long course world championships i that's a lot to list just a couple to list off but yeah it's i mean swimming's taken me everywhere like all, all across the world just to these different you know competitions and it's been crazy but a really crazy journey <laughs> wow it is it definitely is a crazy journey talk about an island boy who fell in love with swimming and then you never gave up and look what like you said uh a list goes on. It's just you named a few, and you also represented. Yeah. Uh, you also competed in the micro games, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I competed in the micro games, and I represented. Uh, yeah, over there. That's crazy because you were just telling me. Uh, I remember I, I threw it. I was like, "Hey, you're from Palawa. You're 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 so close to being Yapis. and you're like, "No, you know, you have family in in Southwall." So I think that that's how it connected you, and and you represented. Yeah, that's that's just amazing, bro. I just, yeah. Wow, what a journey you have and, and you're still going I and mean, we're going to talk about uh tokyo 21 we're going to take a break guys and when we come back we're going to talk about the the biggest of all uh competitions that he's ever competed in which is tokyo 2020 we'll be back after this break It only gets better with more. Customize and save with the fastest internet speeds in the Marianas by adding mobile, phone, and TV to your bundle with Business Bundles Plus. Docomo Pacific Business. Work better together. For the different beats of your life, we're here to keep you connected the way you want it. Plans made for you, by you. Build your own bundle with Link. Select the internet, entertainment, mobile, and home phone plans that fit your lifestyle. Pay for what you want, not for what you don't. Build your own bundle and save with Link. 
Hafenay, Mogesin, Ranenim, and welcome back to the One Micronesia Podcast, being brought to you by Docomo Pacific Better Together. So let's keep the talk, let's keep this conversation going. We talked about his early life. We talked about how he grew up in you know the the, the islands. He grew up in uh, Polowat, uh, was raised here on Guam, and how he fell in love with the sport and where it has taken him across the world. He's been into so many competitions, and now we're gonna talk about the one competition that matters because it. Through all those competitions, it made him better and pushed them all the way to the World Olympics. So, ladies and gentlemen, with me back here on the podcast, I still have with me Mr. Tossi Limtiako. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, Toss, let's talk about this. Um, what was it like getting the call to represent the Federated States of Micronesia on the world stage? Oof. Um, I, act- I was actually notified back in, tw- I think, late 2019 that I would be the selected candidate. And I was just, it was unreal. I had to, I had to, I had to literally sit down for like five minutes because, you know, it's been something that I've been dreaming about for, or for who knows how long since I was a little kid. And I never thought it was possible until, you know, that I got that. Well, it wasn't a phone call. It was actually an email, but still just opening it up and staring at the words. I had to read it over and over and over again, um, just to be sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't describe the feeling. It was just, uh, I was, I think I was like in a trance for about, yeah, a good part of the day. <laughs> I mean, it's a big thing. I mean, it's, you're carrying all the whole country on your back, all three of you guys and representing us on the world stage. And man, that's just crazy. Let's talk about the training process. You were already in training. Like you said, you, you probably was in Thailand when you got the, the email. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you're already in training. So after that, you know, what was w- the training change? Did you hype up the training a little bit? How was training like after you got the call? Um, yeah, actually. So once we got notified, uh, we usually do most of our, most of our trainings in, in blocks. And right from, I think, I, I believe it was the beginning of 2020. No, sorry. December of 2019, our training ramped up. We were doing like maybe six, seven K sessions or, for, or six, seven K for each session and then our coach took it up to like eight nine Ooh. and eight nine eight nine kilometers per session so it was it was uh it got a lot tougher and there were just times where it was just like it was, i thought it was too much but um it all paid off <laughs> it did it definitely did let's yeah. talk about it opening ceremony i did talk to uh tayana and scott and i always throw this in because the key one of the key things in an olympic is the opening ceremony because that's where we see all the countries come out with pride and and because they're representing wherever they're from so let's talk about yeah. uh, opening ceremony how was that feeling for you you're you're amongst the greatest now and walking you know down that track how was that feeling oh it was it was overwhelming i actually I, i'll admit it I, I i did tear up a little quite a bit <laughs> um, <laughs> it was uh yeah just walking into the stadium it was it was uh it was like it was i don't know i don't know how to describe it it was, it was kind of overwhelming at first just watching like everyone all the other countries stand by and um you know j- just interacting with each other cuz we we got in and then we were just allowed to you know sit with whoever and people were just taking pictures left and right and um you know you see some of the top athletes in the world and like it it was it was yeah it was it was it was quite a tearjerker to be honest um to be there and yeah it's just seeing everything um 
from uh, from an athlete's point of view because obviously I've always watched the opening ceremonies on TV, but to be there myself was, yeah, uh, I can't put it into words. <laughs> wow, um, I mean, like you said, it, it's it's something that you dream you've been dreaming of as a kid to to swim yeah. and to represent your country, and you did on the world stage. So let's talk about it. Game day, competition day. You know, actually, to be honest, I wasn't, I, I was, I was, I didn't have any nerves on me, um, which was really weird because like for smaller competitions, uh, like competitions we have here, I get, I tend to get a little bit nervous, you know, like um, thinking, okay, I have to do my best time. I have to, I, I get really, I kind of overthink stuff. Mm -hmm. But when I went up there, I, I was, I was really calm. I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't nervous at all. I was, just, I was just ready to swim the race. Um, and what was going through my mind was just like, you know, do, do the best you can. I mean, you're here, you're here now, you've prepared, you're ready. Let, let's just get to it. And, uh, let's, let's give it all we got. Wow. And there you go. Yeah. The, the, the gun goes off 200 meter individual medley at the Tokyo Olympic. And wow, you finished fifth, which is great in your first heat. Uh, I believe that I'm looking at the time here. Is it uh, two minutes and seven seconds with 69 yeah. milliseconds? Uh, yeah. And then you were close to beating your personal best with a couple seconds, a uh, one second, pretty yeah. much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah. Uh, being actually one second off my best wasn't too bad because we hadn't had any uh, competitions, of course, due to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So um, I think I was lacking a little bit of race experience, but. So the way it turned out was I was more than happy with it, to be honest. Yeah, that's awesome. And I also talked to Tayana, who who broke the 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 FSM's world record uh, in that uh, competition. And then with you, with seconds away from beating your personal best, and I also talked to Scott, which you know he talked about how you know I think the overall you talked about COVID being uh, one of the the things that kind of prevented a lot of athletes from really uh, training to become their their best. And I think. Every single interview that 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 was heard during the Olympics, there was that yeah, COVID, COVID, COVID. Yeah, you know, facilities yeah. being closed, uh, you know, uh, training being shortened and stuff like that. So I think, uh, but I think honestly, to you and all the athletes from around the world who showed up, I think that is uh, a sign that hey, COVID definitely is not going to stop us from competing in a different sport that we love. So, like I said, congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. So before we close out this part, um, what are your takeaways from uh, from from the Olympic to take with you? Uh, things that you think you might have will need to uh, work on more uh, as you head into your next competition? Uh, well, I think we're, we're going to try and build more of an aerobic base for me. So like a lot of running, which as a swimmer, I can I can say every swimmer out there hates to run. <laughs> and it's 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 yeah, we're good in the water, not so not so much on land. But I think me and my coach are definitely going to work on that, and just to uh, also I think build more of a routine going to the Olympics because uh, like a daily routine. Um, I did make the mistake of walking around the village a little bit too much, but I think that that's something that um, just having my coach there and preparing me would. Um, well, preparing for the next big competitions, which should be in Abu Dhabi uh, this coming December for the short for the world championships again. Wow. Um, just little things like that. Yeah, that's amazing. And like I said, you like you and all athletes showed up 
and competed. And I think that is a 100%, you know, that's a gold medal for everybody who showed up and competed uh, at the uh, Tokyo 2020. Guys, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the future for Tossi. Coming up in just a little bit, you're watching the One Micronesia Podcast being brought to you by Docomo Pacific. Better together. Gets better with more. Customize and save with the fastest internet speeds in the Marianas by adding mobile, phone, and TV to your bundle with Business Bundles Plus. Docomo Pacific Business. Work better together. For the different beats of your life, we're here to keep you connected the way you want it. Plans made for you by you. Build your own bundle with Link. Select the internet, entertainment, mobile, and home phone plans that fit your lifestyle. Pay for what you want, not for what you don't. Build your own bundle and save with Link. Hafidei, Mogasin, and Rananim, and welcome back to the One Micronesia Podcast. We're still here with your FSM Olympic swimmer, Mr. Tasi Limtiako. Uh, bro, let's talk about it. We talked about how it all started. We talked about the biggest competition you've landed in your life, Tokyo 2020. And now let's talk about the future. What's next for Tasi? Uh, well, for me, I think we, we do have two competitions this year that are for sure going through, which is one in October, the Bangkok Championships, and then also the Short Course World Championships in Abu Dhabi. Um, that's, those are my short-term goals right now. Um, the long-term ones that I would look forward to are the uh, World Championships next year in Fukuoka. Um, and, of course, Paris 2024. I'm not sure about that yet. I'm, I'm still, you know, obviously, I think, I think it would be really cool to go to a second Olympics. Um, I'm, it's still kind of on the drawing board to see if, uh, if I want to, um, you know, train for, uh, for another three years. It's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's it, take, it takes a lot. It takes a toll on you, too. You know, because now yeah. you're because you, you have to build a whole mindset around this, you know, being having uh, to do what what routines you do. You, now you're changing your life up for three years. We're not talking about months. We're not talking about days. We're talking about another three years of training. And, you know, like I said, it does take a lot of toll on athletes. But, you know, for those who have stuck it through and, and pushed through, I think have definitely we've seen it pay off in the Olympics. So. I uh, know that is definitely your choice. I mean, uh, this is all up to you and, and the next competitions that you're going to take. Of course, you have your eye on the, uh, the next two and then maybe down the line a couple more. Uh, but yes, I mean, 2024 Paris, it would be nice. It would be an honor yeah. to see you, you know, take that stage. Right. But, uh, you know, that's really up to you as an athlete and as as as, as humans. Right. Because at, at the end of the day, you know, we can't just push ourselves every single time you know we need to take breaks here and there so yeah yeah and especially now you see a lot more athletes coming forward with um you know just uh a lot of like not um what do you call it the the you know ment the stress mm -hmm. the, the stress that it has on your mental health as well um not just your body but also mentally um it's really tough for as for athletes just to push through but i think you know i i think i would in i would Right now, it's probably an eighty percent chance that I would go for it uh, for twenty twenty four. I think it'd be it'd be amazing to do it again. 
And I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I'm definitely willing to put myself through that again. <laughs> hey, 80% guys, we'll take that 80. We'll take that 80%, Mr. Tossi Limtialko. We will take that. And we would love for you to jump in that water again with the four stars on your back and to represent us at, in the next three years. But who knows? We, you know, we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll let time uh, work its thing. Yeah. So, uh, Tossi, man, I'm, I'm so happy that we had this conversation. We're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, a message to, uh, to your, the, the folks, uh, your, your, your family, the message to your country and stuff like that and where people can find you. So we'll be back after this. Gets better with more. Customize and save with the fastest internet speeds in the Marianas by adding mobile, phone, and TV to your bundle with Business Bundles Plus. Docomo Pacific Business. Work better together. For the different beats of your life, we're here to keep you connected the way you want it. Plans made for you by you. Build your own bundle with Link. Select the internet, entertainment, mobile, and home phone plans that fit your lifestyle. Pay for what you want, not for what you don't. Build your own bundle and save with Link. And welcome back to the One Micronesia podcast. And we're here for the last part, the, the goodbyes, the messages, the social media uh, throwout. So, Tasi, a message right now to your supporters. You know, I just want to say thank you for everyone, um, not not just my family, but uh, friends, uh, swim teams that I used to train with on Guam, um, just for all the support and love. Um, when I was going into it, I was always constantly thinking, like, what, what if I disappoint everyone? But all the feedback that I got from everyone was just, it was, it was all, you know, all positive. Everyone showed so much support, support and I couldn't have um, made this journey without um, especially my, uh, of course, my mom and my dad, my sister, my grandfather, but also my team back home, uh, Tsunami Swim Club, which was, uh, I grew up in that swim team. And um, not just the FSM community, but also, you know, the people from Guam as well. I'm, I, I also have to recognize my half, uh, my Chamorro side as well. So just thank you for everyone, um, for all the support and love and from both, from both our islands. Amen. Because you, you are, you I mean you are out there. Yes, you representing the FSM, but you're also representing your your Chamorro family, and and I know they're proud of you too. Even though you 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 did not carry or not represent Guam, but you were. I think you representing uh, some sort of a Micronesian country is huge because like I said, at the end of the day, we're all one Micronesia, right? So at the end of the yeah. day, you're representing, it doesn't matter what country you're representing, but as long as we showed up and we're saying, Hey, we are from the Micronesian islands. We are here and we're here to show up and show down for sure. So you did that. For and sure. congratulations again, Tossi. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. So before I let you go, where can people go follow your journey? It's another three years. We have that 80% that you said you have 80%. You're 80% in into 2024. Uh, more competitions are coming up. Where can people follow your journey? Um, you, you can always follow me on. I'm always on Instagram posting new things uh, at Tossi underscore Limtiaco. Um, if you want to follow not just me, but like the program that I follow here. 
for those who want to like see some swimming workouts or like dryland workouts, we have a page called <clears throat> um, Fina Development uh, Taniapura. Um, I, I'll I'll post a link in my Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, they're always always posting stuff about um, not just me, but also the other countries that I train with here and all our workouts and stuff. So if you guys want to get a taste of what I do, <laughs> that's the place to go. And yeah, I'll just um, my Instagram is probably the best one. All right. Well, Tasi Limtiago, ladies and gentlemen, your FSM Olympic swimmer. Uh, Tasi, again, thank you so much for granting us the time, me the time to, to sit, go one-on-one -on -one with you and get to know you and your life and your journey to the Olympics and then your journey uh, to uh, discovering more and, and competing in more competition. So I'll definitely take that. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Anytime. All right, guys, that pretty much wraps up another episode of the One Micronesia Podcast. We brought to you by Dokumo Pacific. Better together. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. The One Micronesia Podcast is brought to you by Dokumo Pacific. Better together.